0: All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With me, as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, and the other co-editor, Dave Schofield. Right before we went to the break, Blake asked us this question. I'll read it again, so we're all on the same page, and we'll answer it. Which player, realistically, would you be most excited to see as a Steeler out of the Big Ten? So a player that you'd be really pumped to see in the black and gold. Uh, Brian, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. You seem to be, you seem to be the guy that would get this right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this, this is kind of tough for me and
0: I'm. This has got to be realistic. So you can't say like Justin Fields because that's not realistic.
1: Yeah. Let me go ahead and guys, you're going to have to help me out. You know how the brain cramps a little bit. I've said his name so many times and now I just, now it's escaping me, but it's number 11 for Penn state, the linebacker. Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why he escapes me now. That's a guy who, I mean, if he drops,
2: yeah, he like, opted out last year, right? He didn't play. He, in he,
1: he did, he did opt right. out. Has off and, field
0: issues, off field stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's there. I I've, just, I just think, uh, and I've, I've heard, I've heard he's a disaster. I've actually, somebody in the live chat has said in a couple of weeks ago that he's, he's just a complete disaster as, as, uh, as far as character goes, but as far as talent, the guy does have a lot of talent. So that's the guy who I immediately think of when I'm thinking of the big 10, but fields would have been another one,
0: but I'm still not drafting fields. I just don't think he fits. Well, again, he said it realistic. Like, I don't think that's realistic right. that fields well, falls to 24. Yeah. yeah. I I don't either, but Parsons could drop. Yes. I, I, he has a more realistic chance of being there than fields. Dave, who do you like from the big 10?
2: Okay. Um, I'm going to, I was trying to bring as up as he
0: Googles like, big 10 players.
2: No, I'm bringing <laughs> up a mock. I was trying to bring up a mock draft so I could say, well, if Brian's going someone there that, you know, some people have as high as like, I've seen Parsons and like, I just pulled up a recent mock draft. They have him as seven, but the one that I highlighted on Monday for the mock draft Monday was, he was available for the Steelers at twenty four, and they had the Steelers take a four three ed- a four three edge rusher over Micah Parsons at twenty four, and I'm like, that's just crazy. But someone who I could say, okay, well, someone who I don't think will be there for the Steelers either, like Parsons, but is a little bit further down the list. Thinking outside the box, BJ. Not, no, not your typical no. North or not your <laughs> not your t- typical Big Ten school in Northwestern. Rashawn Slater.
0: There's no way Slater's at 24. You really think so? not, He's right like the now, second rated right,
2: tackle Well, right now. I see him as 12, but there's no way Parsons should be. He's like no. five or six. Okay,
0: I'll play so. this. I'll play this game. I'll give you a player, and I'm. I i would not be overly ecstatic for this player, but I think the Steelers like him. The brass was at this at this pro day, and that was the University of Michigan. J- Jalen Mayfield, who's a tackle, mm-hmm. and he is. He's got in,
2: issues too.
0: He's inexperienced. He, I think, opted out midway through last season because of like a back issue or something. But he's a big dude. He's physical. He will probably be there at 24, whether they take him or not. And the reason why I know this is because Friday I'm running my draft breakdown. I'm continuing my tackles. I've already done Jenkins and uh, uh, Darisaw, Virginia Tech. Now I'm going over to Mayfield from Michigan. So there you go. Uh, let's can, do some can we superstars. go one not
2: not in the first round? Sure. The, other than the guy Brian's absolutely in love with because I talked him into it um, at inside linebacker, if the Steelers don't get get him in the first round. Are you talking about Zayvon Collins? Zayvon Collins. Okay. The, ins, the other one is the inside linebacker from Michigan, and I can't remember his name. Quiddy. Nah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing him no, n- 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 later in the draft, like two or three. Oh,
0: McGrone. Yes, that's it. I know it's not Big Ten, but you you guys like Bolton?
1: From Missouri, inside, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: from Missouri. He didn't have a good pro day. A lot of people were just disappointed with his workout. But I think that he's a thumper. Like He's old school inside linebacker. You want someone next to Devin Bush. You want someone that's not the JOC from Notre Dame. You don't want that type of linebacker. You want a linebacker that's going to go downhill, be more Vince Williams. Like I like Bolton a lot. I really do. You know, he's the kind of guy that I'm looking at if you want to go
1: in number two with. I don't Look, think he'll be at 55, though. Bolton, yeah, he he's... Uh, here's the thing. Everybody's saying that everybody that we bring up, I don't think he's going to be there at 55, but there's guys that are going to have to drop, too. Yeah, And it just seems like he has... Uh, he doesn't have bust written on him. He has drop yeah. written on him. And that's a lot of people are talking about him sliding... Um, into the second and there's a, another guy an inside linebacker Chaz Surratt that you can do in the I third too, so one of the things that I really don't have as a don't but it's one of my big draft things is try to figure out a little puzzle like have different scenarios where you've got running back center inside linebacker center OT running back, you know, you have all these different scenarios because this draft is kind of perfect where one goes off the board. You could slide somebody in with all these different scenarios and I'm sure they're going to have that, but there are a lot of clear. Okay. If you can't get this center in round one and you decide to not go for Creed Humphrey, you're not going to get Creed in round two, most likely, but you could definitely fill in your number two, could be a Dickerson if you want to go to Dickerson. Or if you want to wait to, to the third, you might be talking a minors. If you want to go to the fourth with a center, you're talking Trey Hill in one of those positions from Georgia. So have these guys that you would you could see on your team when it's not when we talked about not picking the certain position, but having guys earmarked for different rounds at each position that would work and would definitely fit on your team. And I think that's what they can do very well.
0: Yeah. Real quick. I want to get to these super chats here. Ashley M gives us two 99 says, I'm just happy that I caught the show live. We're happy that you're here. Ashley. Thank you very much for the tip. We appreciate it. Sean Manahan continues tipping uh, us a lot tonight. Gives us another five bucks. Thank you very much, Sean. He says, if Houston calls to give Deshaun Watson for a fourth round, would you accept the trade? No, <laughs> personally, we're not, no, they're not doing I mean, if they're
2: accepting I, that it means that he's really in trouble.
0: Well, he's in trouble regardless. <laughs> well,
2: no, yeah. what I'm saying is that they know he's in trouble if they're because they wanted what, like two or three first round picks for him. Um, I don't know. And then now if they're going to try to pawn him off for a fourth and yeah, they know he's not
0: playing again. All right. So, Dave, do you have any other ones? I have two still that we haven't no, talked about. No,
2: I, I combined mine. So, they're all right.
0: They're, Brian, what about you? Do you have any left?
1: This is just a quickie. Don't panic. And that's when I say if somebody goes off the board, this kind of feeds into what I just said earlier about having all these different scenarios, which I'm sure they do. Just don't panic. This is still one of the best drafting teams in the NFL and if you listen to Dave's show this morning you would probably figure out that they're a good drafting team. So with that being said, don't don't worry about this draft. And I'm going to say this to the fans not the Steelers. Don't freak out if the Steelers take a running back in the first round. If they take a center in the first round. If they take because Every time. Now, I'm going to say that there's three or four people. I could probably tell you who they are. I'm going to go crazy if they draft an inside linebacker in the first round. I'm not going to know what to do when they do this. No, you're not doing anything. You're just going to complain about it, and you're going to uh, realize that he's pretty good. Don't do what I did in 2014. I was so angry that the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Ryan Shazier. What do I know? I'm like... You need a corner. You need Darquez Denard. This is the
2: guy. <laughs>
1: I don't know who this chasier guy is. He's a He, he was a second-round pick all this time, and now he's burning up the charts. Hey, they know what I don't know. I don't know anything. They know that. I don't know that I don't know anything. Don't worry. Trust the process. They draft better than you do, and that's the bottom line. I know, you won your, I know you won your fantasy league four years in a row over your mailman and your nine-year-old nephew. I get it. But these guys have scouting departments. You don't have one out of your living room. Don't worry. If they get a running back, they know, they feel that they can't miss. They know what we know. Just like my kids. My kids don't think that sometimes that I don't know what's best for them. But then they figure it out when they're when they haven't burnt their hand off by putting it on the stove they they know that all right maybe he's onto something you know so these guys know what they're doing they don't have the bust that you think they do they had a bust in 2013 they had a bust in 2016 i could tell you a lot of great picks from 10 to 20 and i i could tell you about them right now we just don't have the time <laughs>
0: Not the best color man in the league for nothing. Pal. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I have two left on my list. Those, those were good, Brian. I'm going to say, and I'm going to preface this with, I mean, I talked about this more on my uh, let's ride podcast. that comes out Friday morning, which is I view draft picks like uh, baseball analogies. In my opinion, it is a situation where you need to have one home run. Give me two doubles. And then you throw in some singles. And you got a good draft class. You have a good draft class. I think they did this. It was personified to a T in 2020. Chase Claypool was your home run. You have doubles with Kevin Dotson and Alex Highsmith. And then your singles are like Antoine Brooks, Anthony McFarlane, and Carlos Davis. All who made the team. All who played. Dave wrote that article for the website. How it was one of the first draft classes that everyone made the team and participated, right?
2: The first.
0: Yes. Yes. So first
2: draft class where every person played at least one game with the Steelers that was drafted by
0: them. And I think a lot of people, especially those that aren't Steeler fans forget that chase Claypool was a second round draft pick and they still hit a home run with him. They need the first round pick to be a home run this year. They really do. And so that's why my next one is don't select a defender who is a project. If you're going to go on defense And you're going to take any defender. I don't care if it's defensive line, even though Dave said, don't take it. I don't care if it's corner safety inside linebacker, outside edge. Doesn't matter. It needs to be a player that can come in on day one and at least contribute. Doesn't have to be a starter because we know our defense is good, but they need to be able to contribute. And that's not someone that you think about. You think about perfect example is Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree was a project from day one. Everyone knew it. He's a freak of an athlete but he's just not ready yet. They can't make that pick this year, in my opinion. So you guys can chime in on that if you want, Caleb Bryan.
1: I, I will, and I'm going to agree with everything you said, and I'm going to see your Bud Dupree, and I'm going to throw in a Cam Hayward. That's a good point. Yep. Cam Hayward took two and a half or maybe three years to really be a bona fide starter for this team, and then when it came around contract time, the, he wasn't going anywhere. And that's kind of what happened with Bud Dupree as well. But you've got to give these guys time. And that's that's for the fans, again. Give these players time. I talk about it all the time. Terry Bradshaw would not be a Pittsburgh Steeler in 2021 if he was drafted in 2016. He's would have been a Mitch Trubisky. He would have been, oh my gosh, he would have been Carson Wentz. I mean, look at where, I mean, actually he would have been worse than Carson Wentz the way he started. He, Where this is a completely different era. We never, I mean, gosh, if you listen to the fans in 2003, Troy Polamalu would have been a hall of famer
0: for another team. Yeah, you're right. They were down on him, that's for sure, because yeah. they traded up to get him, and then he didn't really play much his first year. Dave, you have any thoughts on that?
2: No, um, it, you say don't take any projects on on defense, but you know what? That's what the seventh round is for. It really is. I mean, because all the to me, all the seventh round. And I'm not just on defense, just in general. By that time, you're taking a flyer on someone. That that's all that's there. Your seventh rounders usually don't amount to anything. That's why it's so, amazing when the Steelers have seventh rounders that can that have contributed. You know, like what they did with Kelvin Beachum and something like that. Because to me, all a always seventh round draft pick is is an undrafted free agent that you didn't want to have a chance for another team to pick up. That's what the seventh round is for. Because yeah. you're gonna there's there, you have guys that are just as good. That are going to be your undrafted free agents that that you're going to be trying to sign after, but you don't want to have to fight for, it, if you know what I mean. What does the seventh round have to do with the first round? Yeah,
1: Jeff was talking about the first round, wasn't he?
2: Yeah. Oh, you were just talking about the first round? Yeah, yeah. just the okay. first okay. round. Just making sure. Okay. I, no, because I would agree with you in general that the that that the Steelers shouldn't take a, a project defender. I wouldn't take one in the fourth. You know what I mean? Well, the fourth because, I'm okay
0: with, but I'm like, if the first round, mm-hmm. if you're going to pick a defender at number 24, it has to be someone that can play this year. Oh yeah, it has you to be someone that can projected in your this year. In the
2: first two days,
0: and but, you know, yeah, they've made that move before, i. e., like Cam Hayward and Bud Dupree. So you are definitely right
2: there. I thought there we you were. That's okay. It That's okay. Which is fine. I mean, I would have even agreed with it further
0: out. So Seattle has two losses. All right, you know.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, I just didn't. I. <laughs> I,
0: I I I, I left on, hold on, hold on. I
2: left my list no, 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 to, the, okay. to the first round but <laughs> I thought you guys were talking beyond no. the first round. I thought I screwed it up.
0: Let me let me say this because we we have all these inside jokes and for the people that have listened to us for years now, when we say Seattle has two losses, they get it. If we say touchdown zone, like they get it. <laughs> but I feel bad for the people that might just tune in to a random Steelers preview that they just search Steelers on their iTunes and found this podcast like Seattle is what the heck are they talking about Seattle has two losses they're all inside jokes uh don't take them dirt (laughs) take with a grain of salt we'll put it that way uh Felicia gives us 20 dollars I feel like there's an explanation here because I don't understand this at all she said this is my mulch donation since you don't didn't give me any info love you bad Thank you for the $20, Felicia. Brian, please explain yourself. My scout troop,
1: I had mentioned on, I guess it was the hangover at 2 a.m., I mentioned that my scout troop, their big their big fundraiser is mulch. mulch. They sell <laughs> mulch. And it's a huge fundraiser. We do it in the spring. Good and Good mulch. And I said, and I'm the scout master now. And I said, everybody, I said, look. I don't care when we do it, just do not do it the week, uh, the weekend of the 29th, the May 1st, because I am not going to be available. I am working the draft. That is a huge weekend for me, and that is the only thing I'm doing. The wife and kids know I'm not around draft weekend because that's that's basically Black Friday for us. You know, that's, that's our big retail weekend. Draft weekend is huge for us. So I said, don't do it. They went ahead and scheduled it that weekend. <laughs> so I was bringing that up. And since uh, we can, we do deliver mulch, but we cannot deliver to Louisiana. So Kathy was going to go ahead and give us a donation, which was wonderful. I appreciate it. She asked for the information where to send it to, but since I don't multitask well, I wasn't able to type it out and send it <laughs> to her on the show the other day. So thank you so much.
0: So we had uh, Jerry Cherryvan who is I got to tease this out. He's debuting. He put out a new single and it's, I have it as my intro for let's ride on Friday. So make sure you check out my let's ride podcast. If anything to hear his newest single, which is out, he asked about, um, the Seattle has two losses. He said, I've heard it for years, but never knew what it meant. So this was a discussion that the three of us were having. Dave and I are going back and forth as Dave and I often do. And we said, Brian, what do you think? And now, mind you, this had nothing to do with the Seattle Seahawks. And Brian was out in la-la land, and Lord knows what he's thinking about. I don't even want to know what he's thinking about. He's reading and the live chat. I was reading the live chat. <laughs> I'm, sorry, Dave was, I'm sorry. Brian was being um, distracted by the live chat, as he always is. And when we say Brian, what do you think? He goes, "Uh, Seattle has two losses." And yeah. David and I, I looked at Seattle each other, has like, two "What? Losses. What does this, is this that we Which just talked?" Which was something about?
2: <laughs> we we were talking about teams with how many losses they had, but like five minutes, well, like, yeah, before like twenty that. minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: so <laughs> that's with a touchdown zone, bad makes those mistakes. <laughs>
0: We do have a lot of inside jokes. Like some people that might just be randomly listening want want to know why uh, Frank Webb gets talked about (laughs) so much. His name's not really Frank Webb. It's what is it?
2: Ralph. Ralph.
0: (laughs) And we were talking about running backs. And I said, well, you
1: know what? They have Ralph Webb on the roster. And Joe's like, what? I have no clue who that is. (laughs) And and so he just named him Ralph. uh, Frank. Frank. Frank now i mean it has become so famous we had somebody in the live chat named frank webb lives yeah the longest time frank webb is my dad or frank webb's son or something like that there was there's there's some,
0: there's someone frank on twitter webb's burner or something yes. like that no 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 that's dick shiner dick shiner's burner is on oh, twitter okay. someone has a dick shiner burner account. <laughs> again we there are people that have been with us since like since we started doing this show, the three of us, and even when it was just Brian and I that have been listening the entire time, like, I hope you all remember all these stories. Cause we don't forget them. All right. So I have one left. Does anyone else have another one or is this the last one? Yeah, you can go ahead. I'm all done. right. Here we I'm go. Done. Please don't pick a player based on the school or conference and i used alex highsmith as a perfect example of this and this is not just first round by the way this is not just first round i'll talk about Mm -hmm. let's do day let's do day one day two day one day two rounds one through three so alex highsmith when he was drafted last year i know i wasn't alone and you hear it okay the second round the third round the pittsburgh Steelers select alex highsmith from charlotte what who where a a third round pick are you kidding me i mean i felt like uh you oh, well, Dave. You're, you're, he showed your- up in
2: some of my and some of my mock drafts. Wait, yeah. Wait, wait a second.
0: Wait. A but time. you know who
2: really knew him? Who really called it? Called Shannon. It, a contest. Shannon. White. Shannon called. Alex Highsmith as their third round pick.
1: Which is now, crazy. Now did- let me jump in, and this isn't to toot my own horn because I have no horn to toot. What I'm saying is, I just watched this episode yesterday. I watched the beginning of it because last year we did something called the uh, live watch party for each pick where we're watching it and it comes up. So the three of us are watching it and we all, we all did this. Who, 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 (laughs) all three of us. And then we, we agreed that it was a good pick. And then Dave brought up the Shannon thing and we're like, you know, this, and the more we found out about it, we were, we did not, we did not poo poo this pick at all, but we were all, well, okay. This is a name we don't know. And this goes back to the year before, and we're talking about inside jokes, and we're talking about we have we teased Dave for the longest time about Deontay Johnson just because he didn't he's like, Why are you picking this guy here that we don't know who he is? And he was just it was a live reaction. He was a little bit of frustration. So Jeff and I are like jackals. We're just like <laughs> we just like jump on him and you hate Deontay Johnson. And he's <laughs> like,
2: they had a they had another pick, like what 15 picks later. And I thought they would maybe take him there if they really liked him. But he then I found out he wouldn't have been there. So that was my question. But there you go. But no, with, like with Alex Highsmith, I didn't even remember his name. I just remember that there was a an edge rusher from Charlotte that was on the radar. But can can I chime in about what Jeff said about the schools? About I mean the small schools. That,
0: yeah, because the reason I say that. Hold on, before mm-hmm. I want to preface it, everyone always yeah. says, you know, like, well, the, they don't like older players. Highsmith was an older player. Uh, they only pick from power five schools. Highsmith was not from a mm-hmm. power five school, and I felt like they they just can't paint themselves into a corner with some of these categories. Go ahead. Dave.
2: When it comes to actually trying to figure out who the Steelers are going to take, the hardest thing to figure out is the small school guy Yeah, because sure. they're probably going to take one or more in a draft. There's a decent chance that they will. They've done it a lot. The question is you have no idea what they see and why that's the guy they like. Cause I remember that's exactly what I said. Cause my brother and I ran a, a, a live mock draft simulation on our on our show that the live chat was picking. And I said, Alex Eismith was one of the options for the third round. And I said right then, I'm like, I don't like to pick small school guys because I really don't know how the Steelers feel about them. They could love them or they could not think much about them. So the fact that the Steelers took him there, I knew they loved him. And that's why I thought it would end up turning out pretty good. And that's why you're right, Jeff. Don't get locked into thinking it's got to be the big, the, the big school guy.
0: And I am going to go and say in just kind of piggybacking off of what we were talking about, I don't feel like the Steelers, you know, I said, well, if, if Kevin told court and Tomlin weren't at the pro day, then they're not picking them. I find that hard to believe. Like I, I just really find that hard to believe that that would tell me that they do not trust their scouting department or coaching staff at all. That if there was someone that was a really good talent, that they just didn't happen to be at that pro day, that they would say, I'm sorry, kevin and i weren't there if i'm tomlin like kevin and i weren't there so we're just not gonna make the pick i find that to be absolutely ridiculous
1: well you, ahead, remember, you remember the famous 1987 story where tony dungy went to chuck knoll and said hey you know we don't really need to spend many resources going to purdue to see rod woodson because he is not going to be anywhere near there when we get to number 10 we know a, a little. Lo- we know a about him. We know he's good, but let's spend our resources somewhere else because he's not going to be here. Next thing you know, at 10, Shane Conlon goes, I think at nine at this point, at number 10, there he is, Rod Woodson. And they're like, oh, wow, this is our guy. So, you know, just because I'm jumping on that thing, because I did this on Factor Fiction the other day, I've been all over this thing because we've got somebody, um, a very valuable uh, staff member here at BTSC, and I don't want to mention Michael Beck's name. Oh no, <laughs> Michael, I love you, but but as soon as he sees that somebody isn't at the pro day, because this guy has eagle eyes on pro days, and he's like to see who's there. And when he sees the, that that uh, Colbert or uh, Tomlin aren't there, he kind of worries. Like, I guess we're not taking that guy. No, if it's a if it's a situation that they can get this guy. And they know a lot about him, then they don't then you don't have to worry about it. They know everything that you need to know about not Najee Harris. They they know everything that you need. They there's some of these guys you don't have to look at, but you do have to go look at a guy like Zavan Collins, because you might not know a lot about him. But you do you do, do have to go have look to go, at some of these guys. But
0: do you have to go look at Zayvon Collins? He's the only athlete at Tulsa that you'd be going to see. You have all the game film you need on him. You're going to get the testing results. They're probably going to have video of it. And in today's modern era, you can Zoom with anybody anytime. And That's so they true. can meet with him. So I'm just thinking to myself. Go to the
2: places gun. where you have multiple options. Right. Yeah, but what I'm player.
1: saying is, who did they send there? They didn't send a big gun they, there. No, they sent a lot a, of like, like the
0: assistant inside linebacker. But you know, my theory smart. was, why would you have to send Tomlin and Colbert there when he's the only one you're going to want to see? Name oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying ever. send
1: those guys there. I'm mm-hmm. saying make sure that you're represented there. Right. And I agree mm-hmm. with you that you trust, you delegate for a reason. Yeah. If Adrian Clem is, is somewhere, uh, you know, case in point, Adrian Clem went to uh, North Dakota State to check out Radun's but you don't think that he was looking at even though he's not a quarterback coach even though he's not a, a coordinator you don't think he was looking at Trey Lance yeah because they trust these guys because they're coaches and they're going to say hey so tell me about Redoons yeah tell them all about Redoons and the next thing you know all right did he get a chance to look at number 5 and he's like well yeah i i did he was impressive you know so they kind of they do that stuff too so well, don't worry about who shows up as long as you know about the prospect
0: Michael was uh, Michael Beck's ready to jump off of a Vancouver bridge every time they're not at a pro day. So we need to keep, <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> but I,
2: I can't confirm this personally, but I'll, I'll believe him because double H said no one was at Stanford when the uh, cast. No, no, I that's wrong. Colbert, I don't know that no Col- one was Col- there, but Colbert probably- and
0: Coogler were there. Cause it was Sean yes. Coogler was the uh, offensive line coach. I don't. Yeah. So, but I don't he know said that-, that they didn't think they had any shot at him, but they mm-hmm. were there. I believe they were there. Yes, they were. That is confirmed. Okay, Sean Manahan again. Boy, Sean, man, using that stimulus money well. Giving us five bucks. Says they're (laughs) going to take someone from Maryland. LOL. Yeah, they probably will take someone from Maryland. I'm sure that'll be a pick at some point. Maybe not. We'll see. All right. I'm out. Dave, do you have trivia? I'm out. Oh, trivia? Yeah, I have trivia. Was Brian out? He was out before I said my last one. Good. I have
2: trivia. And if you listen to my stat geek. Podcast this morning, you might have, in passing, been able to deduce some of these answers. So, um, I don't know if I don't know if either one of you will be able to or not. But what I attempted to do on Stat Geek, I'm telling you all now, that was what Brian called me out on this show last week, where he wanted me to try to come up with a way to to compare the Steelers as a drafting team to the entire NFL. So over the amazing
1: last- job, by the way.
2: Oh, so you listened to it? Yeah, I can't believe right. you did it. Well, I it was a lot of work, but I'm like, if I'm doing that much work, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the preview because Stat Geek takes a lot of work every week. So I'm gonna do the work for that. So I did it there. I was hoping it made sense. It was really difficult. I kind of used PFR stuff and then combined it with my with my own just to come to a conclusion. Did not expect that conclusion. The team that was the best. Did not, did not, it wasn't. I'll tell you, Pittsburgh was towards the top, but there was one team that was one step better that I was surprised with. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. But I talked, one of the things that I used to figure out when it came to drafting superstars, because I was breaking it into two things, superstars and key contributors. I subtracted off based on the number of top 10 picks the, the, the team had. Because if you're drafting in the top 10, you should be drafting a superstar. You really should. So you're kind of penalized if you're constantly drafting in the top 10 and constantly missing. So, when I did that, I found that there was a bunch of teams in the NFL, not a bunch, but several teams in the NFL. Well, it wasn't a bunch. Um, I think it was three, actually, now that I look back at it, that only had two first round picks since 2000, one of which was the Steelers. My question to you guys is there are four NFL teams that have picked 10 or more double digit times in the top 10 since the year 2000. Do you have any idea who those four NFL teams are? Cleveland. Cleveland has drafted in the top 10, 13. They have made 13 (laughs) top 10 picks, whether they traded for them or however you got them. They've made 13 top 10 picks in the last 21 drafts.
0: Crazy. I'm going to take a guess here, and I'm going to guess. Go, Brian, Go. you guess. Go ahead and go. You guess.
1: This is is purely a guess. I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins.
2: The Miami Dolphins? No, they're not actually even close. They only have six top 10 picks. And since in the last 21 years, but the problem is they haven't been done very well with their
0: picks. I was actually going out on a limb and going to say, I don't know why I'm thinking of this team Buffalo. Cause they were pretty lousy earlier in that stint, but Buffalo was at least close. They had eight. Okay. They had eight. I'll throw we... some out there from the live chat, the New York jets. The New York jets were really close. They were one of the teams that had nine. Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions
2: is one of them. The Detroit Lions have have had 12 top 10 picks in the last 21 drafts. Let me throw in Arizona. And there you go. Ding, ding, ding. The Arizona Cardinals have had 11.
0: Jeez.
2: 11. So you're only missing one. I will tell you there was two from each conference, so you're missing the other one in the
0: AFC. Was it the Raiders?
2: And, And it's actually the team that has had the most top 10 picks in the last 21 years.
0: That's not the Raiders. And then.
2: they will have another one this year. The Jags? That would be the Jacksonville Jaguars oh, with 15 top 10 picks in the last 21 drafts.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is insane.
2: Mm-hmm. And some people say the Bengals. The Bengals had nine. They were really
0: close. So, really and yeah. How many? 15? 15 for the Jags. Jeez, and they still stink. <laughs> Holy God. Brian, do you have trivia? Yeah, I do, but I don't think we have time for the whole
1: thing, so I'm going to just uh, water it down a little bit here. And right. I am going to... This is something that I should have done on President's Day, President's Day weekend. But I'm looking through for a uh, an article that I'm going to do and for Tales from 2 a.m. that I did the other day with some fun namesakes. And in 1980 the Steelers drafted a player named Woodrow Wilson. So not the president of the United States, Woodrow Wilson, but they drafted a Woodrow Wilson. So I'm going to give you other presidents that they have drafted not the full namesake because they did not draft a george bush but they drafted a devon bush so i'm going to give you the names of every single person not in the first round that they've drafted in their history and there is going to be one in there that does not belong on the list that they never drafted a a uh, a player with the last name of, of a president and you have to tell me which one it is so i'm going to give you johnson washington adams Grant, Harrison, Carter, Taylor, Jackson, Ford, Buchanan, Wilson, like I mentioned, Jefferson, Hayes, and Polk. Which one have they never
2: drafted? I'm going.
1: You're going to get it.
2: With Harrison. Okay. Because they had James Harrison, but he wasn't drafted. And I can't think of another Harrison that they have drafted. What about Arnold Harrison? Did they draft an Arnold Harrison? We'll see, Jeff. Okay. What do you think? Uh,
0: what, he, what he said. <laughs> you didn't even... <laughs> Seattle has two he ran losses. Through, no, he ran through the name so quick. I'm trying to think about all the players that could have been... Did you say there. Polk? Yeah, he did, I, I, I said think. Polk. Polk? See, but Polk's too <laughs> obvious. Polk is too obvious. That's. I feel like that's one yeah. that they were like, oh, it's Polk, but there's probably some schmuck that they drafted named Polk. Burley <laughs> Polk was not <laughs> a schmuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> burly polk
0: was on that list. his name is burly polk burly polk <laughs> best friends of dick shiner <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. you're not gonna guess no
1: <laughs> all right um jeff ruins it once again um Arnold Harrison was never drafted by the Steelers and neither was James Harrison. So the two presidents named Harrison do not have a Steeler
0: surname Yay, namesake that's ever been drafted. I feel like the scene in Billy Madison when they're doing the decathlon <laughs> at the end. And he's pl- <laughs> Eric is playing the violin and it's beautiful. And Billy Madison has like the oboe or something. He just blows into it one time. He goes... He's good. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's me when I'm doing trivia. If he's good. I don't know. <laughs> all Burly right, Polk. <laughs> Burly Polk. Good Lord. Okay. Let's do some final thoughts. Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. Go ahead. Burly Polk. That's all I got. <laughs> that's, that's the best. And that, that's it? I don't have anything. All right. Very I'm good. Here. Dave, final thoughts. Move it along. <laughs>
2: can't wait for the draft to be over so we really know who we got that's what it comes we we can hear talk about all these players and don't do this and do that and all everything else it's all good and fun talking because that's what we're focused on because that's the the next big thing and i mean and other than the actual season the biggest thing in the nfl um but it really is going to come down to before we know it we'll know the approximately eight players that the sealers have. And then that's when we can really get in and, and know what's going on.
0: See, I love the anticipation of the draft. It's like Christmas is a whole season for it, you know, and you're always waiting for it. And then it comes and you finally get the, those presents and then you get to analyze them, but then there's that lull. So I love this. People eat it up and I'll we'll talk about the draft up until the day that they actually pick Blake gives us four ninety nine. says what, when's the fan draft.
1: You know what? I needed to do that, so thanks, Blake, for bringing that up. So the Fan Draft is coming up on the 26th of April. On the 19th, we are going to have the BTSC draft, where the uh, contributor draft. But before we do that draft, we're going to have the draft lottery when we have those picks. Uh, Blake, I already got an email from you. If you do want to email me or go ahead and send something to my... uh, my Twitter account, which you can see on the screen, which is hashtag B-T-S-C-B-A-D, or
0: St. Myra. A, pardon me? It's a hashtag? Is your Twitter handle? No, it's not a hash- <laughs> It should be at. <laughs> at. <that was laughs> <a> hashtag. <laughs>
2: I, I knew this whole I only have like two hundred ninety-six followers.
0: What, what is this snap face I thing? Ha- I thought it was hashtag. Are we insta-facing it's right now? now? Are we insta facing? Is that what I'm we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. It's,
2: he just reminds me so much of those commercials about about, <laughs> about, about, about your about turning, turning into your parents. Your parents. <laughs> it's like if you printed up directions to get here today, here in I the need, right place. I, I need Doctor Rick. Yeah. I. I, I Brian's mean, yeah. printing
0: out MapQuest um, directions. <laughs> so it's at I, and he just
2: said, you got that's been <laughs> up there for months. Uh, why
1: didn't you correct me? <laughs>
2: Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. You were wondering why you were trending.
1: <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I mean, said it was hashtag the fail, man. Take the oh, goodness.
2: I don't know this.
1: Gosh, I'm an old man. Um, so it's at BTSCBAD on Twitter, apparently. And it's Saint Myron at gmail.com. Of course, Saint Myron for Myron Co.
0: Oh my gosh. Felicia says, I hope we don't end up like the Christmas story. Uh, Move (laughs) movie and don't get the gun. He gets the gun. He still gets the gun. He shoots his eye out. That's the best part about it. Well, not that he shoots his eye out. Anyways. All (laughs) right. That's a great show. We're going to wrap this up next week. We'll be back to talk about probably the NFL draft. So if you love draft talk, make sure you tune in next Thursday. Maybe there'll be news. I don't know. We'll see. Dave, why don't you send send us out?
2: Hey,
0: there you go. (laughs) Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week for another